0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message.
1: If you would take your Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter number one, we're going to continue in the book of Colossians chapter number one. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 14 um, this morning. Verses 12 through 14, Colossians chapter Number one, and uh, we'll be looking at that. This is our third message in the book of Colossians. And again, just to give you a little bit of a background, we see that Paul is writing to the church, uh, a church that he has never even met. This is a church he's never met this, these people. He's never been to this church and he's writing to them. He's writing this letter while under House arrest and, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, he begins to uh, write this letter to the church in Colossae. Uh, because he, he he the in order the reason for him writing this letter is because this church is in a fight. They're in a fight against false doctrine. They're in a fight against uh, legalism. They're in a fight against uh, gnosticism. And so he's writing this letter to to fight against these false teachings. And and their pastor Epaphras, we understand has come to Paul seeking counsel of how to deal with these issues, how to deal with what's going on within the church. And so Paul, being filled with the Holy Spirit, writes to tell them that Christ is our sufficiency. You don't need anything else. You don't need to add anything to him. He is all that we need. And so Paul starts out this letter rejoicing and and reminding them of who they are in Christ. He says, you have been given a new identity. He calls them uh, uh, sons of God. He calls them brethren and saints. He shares with them and reminds them that hey, this is who you are in Christ. He goes on to say that that they have a new uh, a new hope in Jesus. Uh, before they had no hope, but now that now that they're in Christ, they have hope. Amen. Just like you have hope today. And then he goes on to say that they now have a new love in Christ. He then shares a prayer for them, as we talked about last week, and. And that prayer was that they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will for their life and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He also has a prayer that they would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, meaning living like who they are in Christ. He, he, he asked God that they would do this. And you understand when someone knows the will of God for their life and, and they are walking as if they are, they're living as if uh, they are who they are in Christ, you know what's going to happen? Paul says they're going to produce fruit. There's going to be fruit. He also says that they, uh, they're going to know God more. They're going to increase in their knowledge of God. He also says that, that they're going to be strengthened by his might. They can make it to the end. And according to verse number 12, he says that they'll have a profound thankfulness toward God for who they are in Christ. If you're living like who you are in Christ, you'll have a thankfulness for who you are in Christ. Amen? You'll have a thankfulness. He says that in verse number 12. And and so uh, he basically is saying that, hey, listen, they won't be able to help but be overwhelmed with gratitude. Today, I want us to talk about being thankful and why. I've entitled this message this morning, uh, a, A Reason for Gratitude. Reason. For gratitude. Let's look at verse number 12 in Colossians chapter number 1. The Bible says this, Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Listen, me just reading those verses this morning, should, we should be overwhelmed with thankfulness. We should be overwhelmed with gratitude by what Jesus has done for us and understand today that that if we understand who we and we truly see who we are in Christ, there will be a response and that is a response of
0: gratitude. There is reason for gratitude this morning, amen? Living in America today, there is reason for gratitude.
1: Whatever might be going on in your life today, there is reason for gratitude in Christ. I want to talk about that this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for you. And we're so thankful that we can come to your house today and just sing praises about you. It's been wonderful to sing uh, about you and who you are, and Lord, who we are in Christ, and that we have all we need in Christ. Lord, I pray that you would help us to live like that, to live in such a way that, that, that we are, uh, Lord, filled with the knowledge of, of God's will and that we are are living pleasing unto the Father unto the Lord unto all pleasing living uh, like that Lord, I pray that you would help us Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning and as we get into your word that you would give us a, a greater thanksgiving for for what you've done for us Lord that that we truly have reason for gratitude today in Christ, Lord, I pray that you would be with me, I need you this morning, I pray that you would give me the strength that you would give me the words to say that That we would hear from you and hear from you alone this morning, and that we would be changed and we would leave today different than when we came in. God, and we'll give you all the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. We find in these verses, Paul gives good reason for gratitude. Number one, I want us to see he we have reason for gratitude because of our inheritance, because of our inheritance. Look at verse number 12. The Bible says this, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Paul prays that the Colossian believers would give thanks unto the Father for their inheritance in Christ. An inheritance is something that someone can legitimately say that they own in the present, but at the same time, it's something that they don't fully possess Until the future. You see, for those of us who have been saved by by faith in Christ Jesus, we have a glorious inheritance that we will not fully possess until the time when it is given to us in heaven. Amen? But it is also an inheritance that we completely own today. We possess that inheritance today, and our anticipation of that inheritance should bring us joy, it should bring us gratitude because we have that inheritance today. Peter wrote this about our inheritance in Christ. He said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance, listen, incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in that last time. Listen, understand today that you have been given an inheritance and an inheritance that is incorruptible. It is undefiled and nobody, no one, not even Satan himself can take that away from you. It is kept by the power of God. What an inheritance we have in Christ that he has given to us. Paul says inheritance of the saints in light. That that is speaking of of the glorious hope of eternal riches in heaven that belong to to all who are in Christ. That's yours today. That's mine today. What a wonderful thing to have the glorious inheritance of the saints in light. The eternal reward of the saints in glory. But let us face it this morning.
0: That we are all sinners. Amen? We are all sinners. And if it were up to us, And up to our
1: own effort to earn the right to this inheritance of the saints in light, we would never be able to do so. In and of ourselves, our sin makes us inheritors of nothing more than God's just wrath and his righteous judgment. That's all we deserve in our sin, that's our inheritance because of our sin. But notice carefully what Paul says here. He thanked God, not because we've earned a share in the inheritance of the saints in light, but because God himself has qualified us for it. Amen? He says, meet to be partakers. That word meet means he has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. Listen, he, by his grace through Christ, has qualified us to claim the eternal inheritance that belongs to all saints. That's what he's done for us. He has qualified us through, through Christ. Paul told the Ephesian believers in Ephesians 5 eight. he said, for ye were sometimes darkness. Same with us here this morning. We were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Have you placed your faith in the Savior? Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ this morning? Then by God's grace, you have been, give, have been made a saint. Amen a redeemed man or woman that he has set apart as his own possession. And you and I can freely claim the inheritance of the saints in light. Why? Because he, by his grace, has qualified us for such an inheritance. Not because of anything we've done. But through Christ, we have that inheritance. Are you thankful for the inheritance that you have in Christ? Listen, that inheritance—if you're saved today—is yours today. Have we possessed it yet? No, but we own it today, in the present, and we will possess it one day. But there's a question. There, the question is: This morning, is how long has it been since you stopped and you thank God
0: for the inheritance that you have in Jesus Christ? There's reason for gratitude this morning because of our inheritance.
1: Listen, when's the last time that you? you genuinely praise God and thanked him for the future inheritance that he has reserved for us in Christ, that he has kept by his own power until the last day. Listen, church, it's time that we start living lives grateful for these things, living in gratitude for the inheritance that we've been given because of what Christ did for us. Wow, he has qualified us to be partakers of of this inheritance, this wonderful inheritance. Not only do we see, do we have reason for gratitude because of our inheritance, but number two, I want us to see because of our citizenship. Because of our citizenship. Look at verse number 13, if you would, with me. The Bible says this, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Listen, when Paul speaks of the power of darkness, He uses the word, that word power means authority. Meaning that every man and woman is born into this world, is under the authority of evil, is under the authority or the power of darkness, and is in need of being delivered or rescued from its power. That's each and every one of us who have been born under sin. We are doomed for that. Paul wrote to the Ephesian believers and he described this terrible situation and condition that they were in while they were under the power of that darkness. He said this, you were dead in trespasses and sins. I want you to, I want you, as I read this to think of yourself. This is who you once were, okay? This is who you once were. were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In Ephesians chapter number two, he tells them this, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. John said, the whole world lieth in wickedness. You see, those who are under the power of darkness are in a desperate condition and can do nothing to rescue themselves. Every one of us was born into this condition because of the sin of Adam. We were born into the tyranny of the devil and his kingdom of darkness. Our first citizenship was under the rule of wickedness and darkness. And every one of us would remain in that helpless condition unless someone came to our rescue to deliver us from it. And praise God that Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness through his blood. Amen. Praise God he has delivered us from that. We were once in darkness, but notice that there's more. God in his mercy to us has not only delivered us from the power of darkness, but he's also translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Wow! No longer do we have that citizenship of living in darkness. We have been given a new citizenship through Christ. We are a part of the kingdom of His dear Son. Who is His dear Son? None other than Jesus Christ Himself, the one that God the Father declared, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And now as Paul says, our citizenship is in heaven. See, God has translated us into a new kingdom. Aren't you thankful for that? He's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, and he's given us a new citizenship in that kingdom. Listen, we were helpless. Just as Paul was sharing with the Ephesian believers, that's who we were, dead in our trespasses and sin. We were helpless. Listen, we could never have done That on our own, we could have never been translated into this kingdom by our own, but praise him, he has done it for us. He himself has translated us into this new kingdom. We've been rescued from the kingdom of darkness, but God never left it to us to find our own way to the kingdom of his son. He didn't just say, hey, you're on your own. No, we'd never be able to make our way there on our own strength, our own wisdom, our own resources he himself has translated us there once we believe listen not only has he delivered us from the dark from the power of darkness but he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son what a wonderful truth listen i don't know about you but that's reason enough for me to give some gratitude to give some thanksgiving to who he is in our life listen he has rescued us from the power of darkness And translated us into the kingdom of his son. And he will continue to work in us and perfect us as we grow increasingly to live like who we are in Christ, like citizens of his dear son. Listen, understand this, church. We we in America, we focus more on our American citizenship than we do our eternal citizenship.
0: Our focus is more on our American citizenship than it is our eternal citizenship. Why do you think Christians are filled with fear? Why do you think Christians are filled with anxiety?
1: Why are we filled with all of this? Because we focus more on the here and now, our citizenship here as Americans, than we do as our citizenship, our eternal citizenship in heaven. Listen, the next time you, you watch the news, don't be filled with anxiety, be filled with gratitude because you're not a permanent citizen of the United States of America, but you are a permanent citizen of, of, of the kingdom of, of God's dear son. Stop being filled with all this anxiety and fear in your life, but be, have gratitude and be filled with gratitude because now you are a permanent citizen of the kingdom of his dear son. That is enough for us today to, to express our gratitude. Listen, church, our inheritance, what a wonderful thing that we have in Christ. What a wonderful thing that we as believers here on this earth have, have to look
0: forward to. That inheritance. Listen, take, there's reason for gratitude in our inheritance, but not only that, our
1: citizenship. Paul says our future inheritance is reason for gratitude. And our new citizenship is reason for gratitude. And then he closes with,
0: with this, our forgiveness. There's reason for gratitude in our forgiveness. Look at uh, verse number 14.
1: The Bible says this, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Can I get an amen? In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness Of sins. You see, our sins have placed us in a terrible condition of condemnation before God. The Bible says the wages of sin is what, church? Death. And because we have sinned against God, we cannot be released from our spiritual debt to Him unless the payment of the price for sin is paid. The eternal death penalty for our sin must be paid. And church, we have reason for gratitude this morning because we have a redeemer, amen? Paul says that we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. Redemption here means a complete release on the basis of the payment of a price. Jesus Christ himself has paid the debt of our sin for us by dying in our place on the cross. He himself has redeemed us from our debt paying the price for our sins and setting us free this morning. That is who he is. That is what we have in Christ. The Bible says this in Titus 2, that Jesus gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Jesus paid the price for our sins by taking our sins upon himself as he hung on the cross for us in Galatians 3, he says this Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Listen, and the price of our redemption was his own blood. He paid that price with his own blood. And the book of Revelations, the Bible says that the saints in heaven sing praises to Jesus, saying this For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood. In Ephesians 1.7, it says this, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Listen, Jesus today is our redeemer because he himself has paid the price for our sin. He has released us from the debt that we owe to our holy creator. God is now satisfied with the full payment of his son. That is who we are today. Listen, church if that doesn't make you shout, if that doesn't make you thankful for who
0: we are in Christ, then I don't know what is going to make you thankful. The forgiveness of our sin. Listen, because of his sacrifice for us, we
1: are released from the, from, from the dreadful condition of guilt before God. King David wrote about this wonderful forgiveness in Psalm 32. I love it. He says this, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. He praises God in Psalm 103. He says this, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions From us, believer, maybe you have messed up in the past. Maybe, yes, you were living in darkness, but now you have been translated from darkness to light. He has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. God now sees you as He sees His perfect, sinless Son, the Son in whom He says, I am well pleased. And as we think of that, and as we think of what and who we are now in Christ Jesus, we have reason for gratitude.
0: Listen, those, he didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us his son. He gave us his son to come and to live a perfect, sinless life so that he could redeem us
1: by his own blood, so that he could translate us into his wonderful kingdom.
0: The question is this morning is, have you trusted in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross? Have you trusted in
1: that? Do you believe that God is satisfied with Jesus' work of redemption on your behalf? Do you believe that your sins are completely forgiven and completely taken away from you and cast as far as the east is from the west? Do you believe today that you are released from the debt to God
0: that sin placed you in? Do you believe that? I'm glad some of you believe that. Listen, if so, if you believe that today, then then
1: when is the last time we opened our mouths and we just stopped?
0: And we just praise God for what we have in Christ. Listen, we're too busy in in our world today to stop and thank Him. And that should not be, church. Don't ever be too busy to thank God. For who you are in Christ. As we go throughout this week,
1: be thankful for who you are in Christ, for what you have in Christ. You have a new inheritance, a new citizenship, and your your, your sins have been forgiven for all of eternity. Listen, that is enough reason today for you to have some gratitude. That is reason for you today to stop each and every day and thank Jesus. what he has done
0: for you. I can only imagine how it could change the way that we live this week.
1: I can only imagine how it would change the way that we live this week if we started living in the reality of who we are in Christ. I can only imagine how our purpose would change this
0: week if we started living in the reality of who we are in Christ. it would tra- change drastically. Listen, in Christ, church, we are complete.
1: Amen? In Christ, we are complete. In Him, we have a glorious inheritance. In Him, we have been translated into His kingdom, and we have been redeemed and forgiven. In Christ today,
0: church, we have reason for gratitude. would you stop and thank him this morning? As we have the invitation here in just a moment, stop and thank him for what you have in Christ. Because listen, we should never get over it. Amen? We should never get over our salvation. We should never get over the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Because we have reason. For gratitude this morning. Would you thank him? Would you thank him this morning for what he has done for you and what you have in him? With every head bowed and every eye closed.
0: Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.